In this world full of ignorant bliss, our truth often gets dismissed. We all hide behind our screens, pretending to know what life truly means. But if you're here, I sense you're searching for something. Something beneath the surface, something deep within. It's time for your weekly dose of the pill that does the most. But yeah, Alec, man, honestly, thanks for coming on board. Really glad you're on this podcast. Um, speaking of podcasts, this is your first ever kind of podcast appearance across the world. Yes. Ooh, oh, okay. It is. This is uh, it's been a... It was a bit of a, a mission, actually, for me to get onto it. I mean, I was, I was a bit, I was a bit nervous earlier, you know. <laughs> no way, I, I don't believe uh, that. Because this is, this is the kind of thing I've wanted to do for a while, to be fair. So, nice. um, but yeah, like as soon as you sent me the topic guide and stuff, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm all in. So, <laughs> but yeah, first appearance. Nice, nice, nice. And speaking Poppy, of that, when I sent you the um, topic guide, what, what was going through your head when you saw the topic, etc. What was going through my head? Um, I guess this is a bit of a, a, a blurb, isn't it? Before we even get into anything, but I guess for me, it was it kind of reminded me of there was this one time, right? And I'm not any form of like influencer or anything like that. I've got like a humble like fifteen hundred followers or something. They're all loyal to a T. Like I love Instagram <laughs> and stuff. I love the following, but like I posted something. It was like last year. Hmm um about body image uh regarding myself and i had it was like the, the most engaged thing that i'd ever posted no. uh, multiple guys messaged me saying like mate like, i appreciate you posting something like this and i was like yeah and i was like <laughs> overwhelmed i had like must have been I mean, if you think about a story, like, I mean, as I say, I'm not like anything big. So these numbers are probably puny to a lot of people, but like I had like 50 replies to that story. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of replies. That, that I knew are like, yeah. I was like, what's going on right now? And I was replying to all of them and it was really nice. It was just wholesome. And and the, the biggest thing that people kind of said was, there's not enough. And there's a lot of like ladies actually replied to it as well. The biggest thing was, there's not enough guys talking about this topic. Mm. so as soon as you kind of sent me it through and i was like yeah this is this is something that's like meaty this needs mm, to be spoken mm, about mm, so mm. yeah no that fills me with even more joy actually because i mean i didn't I, I didn't know that story i don't i don't think i saw that post um so it's good mm. that it's kind of coincidental that we've, we've kind of met in the middle here um and just for context i think which the topic is on is on the podcast title but we're definitely speaking about the male body dys- dysmorphia topic and everything that surrounds that. And I think usually when you when we hear that word, we usually hear that word being linked to women, right? I mean, we saw that from several movies and the, like The Crown, we saw that we've seen that on Instagram, across social media, et cetera. Um, but for definition, we just know it's obviously something that implies when one person is preoccupied or obsessed with how they look, with their perceived flaws, with their appearances. Mm-hmm. And I think, as I said, in recent times, actually, we've kind of seen studies have shown that it's actually something that's also men focused, that men are also feeling such kinds of um, satisfaction or preoccupation with, with, their, with their bodies. And I think even your Instagram post actually mirrors that because that's real life data right there. Um, before I go into yeah. stuff, Toby, when I spoke about this topic, 
and I sent it to you. What, what was going through your head as well when you saw the topic, the notes? Was this something that you've ever thought about? Um, yeah, so I, I think for me, um, in terms of like my body and stuff like that, I think maybe the the biggest thing for me was around like 2018, 2019. I think that was when um, maybe a couple of years before that, my mom would be like, oh, you're, you're looking a bit skinny. Are you not eating and things like that? <laughs> and, I, and I'll just I'll just count it as the thing that mothers always do that, you know, that's what's going on. But then I moved from Nigeria to, to Ghana, um, changed jobs, and there was a lot of stress on that front. And every time I stood in front of the mirror, they, I just saw a picture of me. I'm like, okay, something is pretty much up here. Like, obviously, I've always been the small stature kind of person before. But that period was the first time I saw myself and worried that, okay, bro, you're not looking, yeah, you're not looking it um, in, in that mm. sense. Um, and yeah, I, and I was, I, you know, the funny thing is that I was, all, I was already very active. So like, it wasn't a thing of not being fit. It was just the fact that mm. I didn't like the way that I looked at all because I was dancing, I was playing football, I was bike, I was cycling. So it wasn't a question of, oh, you need to shed some weight or well. It was just, I was just looking not, not healthy, um, even though I, I felt like I was. So that was like my first thinking or just thinking about like my body and okay, how can we try to look a bit better? Um, and I don't think, I don't think going to the gym, I know we'll get to this, but going to the gym wasn't the first point of call for me. I just felt like, okay, let me just try and eat a bit more. Um, but then I guess we'll get on to the part where, you know, yeah. I saw the gym as a solution. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, cause it's funny how, you know, you have your specific timeline, as you said, 2018, 2019. And when you saw yourself in the mirror, yeah. I have a time in my head as well, where I had that flick of switch hmm. as in I can pinpoint you there. And I told you, I think I've said this on, on, this, on the podcast many times before I like, I'll tell him, um, so I was always very, very skinny as, as growing up, um, I think part, part of it is genetics because my family, my mom is quite slim as well. My dad is on the slim side too. But so in, in secondary school, university, people always called me slim, but I never saw it. I was like, oh yeah, you know, because it never affected me socially, right? I never, I was never mm. the kid who would not make friends or would not meet girls because I was skinny. So I never thought of that as any kind of issue. But as I said to Toby the other day, and last year, I was playing Nintendo Wii one time. And you know, you know, on Wii, the old one, you have to put in your body weight and height. For those, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think I was playing tennis or something like that. And I put it, and I put in everything, and it told me, then, 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 you're underweight. And then I thought, oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause like, he showed me the BMI on the screen. I was like, yeah, let's get BMI into I'm this like, argument what, as well. What, oh what, is go- what is going on? <laughs> and then I, I, I looked it up on, on the internet. And then that was the moment where I just thought, oh, crap. And everyone was right. I am skinny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I think that was actually like two months before I traveled to the UK. So it was good timing because I, when, as, as soon as I landed here, I knew that after I started down with school, my first mission was to just try and find a way to change my physique. So that was my own like first, very first mm. conscious um, examination of myself. But the funny thing is, and I'm like, I'm already jumping here, but the funny thing is for me, that, that wasn't where it ended, but that's where it began, right? And I want to emphasize mm. that, that. That's where it began. It didn't end at that point. And but for like for you, have you had a specific moment where you've noticed your body? Boys, I mean, it, I think it's <laughs> definitely interesting, me being here in this trio right now, because you, you, you've both described the feeling of skinniness, of kind of feeling underweight. 
And for me, it's always just been the opposite. <laughs> so like from, from a very young age, I was, you know, I was big boned, you know, I was like chunky. <laughs> I, had, I had puppy fat. Like that was what I always heard. Oh, you just got puppy fat. It's fine. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fat. <laughs> so I, I thought I was fat from, I mean, in all seriousness, like it's from a young age, you know, I, I kind of clocked onto it from a young age that I was just a little bit, you know, like a, a little marshmallow really um you know how long how, how young was it for me it must be like age of about 12 13ish oh, wow. mm-hmm. so and, and and that kind of yeah I, we'll get into the the meat of it i'm sure but yeah that was kind of when i first twigged on to thinking about a body image and realistically you know from my my wizened 28 year old self now i'm kind of like yeah that's not that's not great is it kids shouldn't be thinking about something like that Mm-mm. it wasn't it wasn't a full preoccupation you know it wasn't like i was always thinking about it or anything but it was i kind of thought i'm a bit like chunkier than like the kids that play football and stuff you know as i say like, I'm not massive into football but like you know and so yeah i i definitely noticed it from a young age um mm. and it, it became more so when we got into the gym and things like that but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll let you guys jump in before yeah. I go off. <laughs> no, no, do, do you know what's funny here? I think what's funny here is that he, uh, for, for us, I think even with kids that were on the bigger side, we didn't have that scenario in school, like gym, like practical gyms. I know we had PE and everything, but like that never really came in for us until much. Maybe oh, yeah, we have one right, or two yeah. classes. So there wasn't any like activity kind of thing that everybody had to do. That would then let someone know that maybe they were fit or unfit. Because if you uh, don't like, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so if if you didn't like to play football, you would kind of like you wouldn't just hang around the football kids, right? If you didn't know how to run, you wouldn't go to the field to run. But we never had yeah. that like let everybody come together, and then you now see that oh shit, I can't actually run, or I I'm, I'm too big to do X Y Z. So we never had those situations. So it's just interesting when you mentioned. It was when you got to the gym that I kind of like started to, because I thought you meant gym later on, but I realized you meant gym sort of like in the early days as well, right? Or correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely like that's, that's a really interesting observation. I never even thought of that, that that's kind of where it probably started, you know, mm-hmm. like in even like primary school, you know, like primary school, you got PE mm-hmm. and, you know, so imaginative, like PE teachers, great. Let's just make <laughs> the kids run for as long as they can. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, so like I'm set on like cross country and I'm there like, <laughs> I, I, I can't keep up with my, my, my mate who's like, just yeah, yeah. see you later. Like, he's built for it. It's like a whippet. And I'm there just like flipping Mr. Blobby trying to keep up. But yeah, no, that I definitely noticed from a young age with stuff like that. And, mm. you know, it, it kind of fosters a, a, a small seed of feeling, you know, there's, there's something up with my my body here right mm. like what, what's going on but mm. i don't know different strengths and whatnot but yeah no gym gym for me was a little bit later on thankfully i mean it was nice we we managed to to actually go to the gym in secondary school because we had like a little gym there so i was probably how old like 15 15 mm. i think when we started uh and then like i joined a gym as well when i was when i was 15 as well oh wow um and obviously not allowed to go near the free weights because that's going to stunt your growth. But obviously for the record, for everybody listening, that is, that is a fallacy. That's, that's actually false. Don't worry about it. Um, oh, but, God. but yeah, no. And then I realized actually I'm, I was never good at running, but I was actually quite strong. 
Right. So I was like, oh well, you know, maybe maybe this is maybe this is my thing. Mm. Um, but again, as we say, opens a whole new can of worms when you start doing things like gym, mm. and then you realize that space, and then and all of the things that that come with that as well. So yeah, but yeah, so it's slightly different timelines, but yeah, that okay. that about starting cross country and stuff. That was really funny. <laughs> And before we carry on, random question, Alec. Have you ever tried boxing? I, I mean, so as well, another thing about me, I mean, I've got ADHD. So I, even as a kid, I was only diagnosed last year, actually. Mm. Um, but as a kid, and that's a whole other podcast topic, by the way, if you ever want to go into it. <laughs> um, but, so as a kid, I kind of like flitted between different things. I did do kickboxing, actually, for oh, about okay. a year and a half. Um, oh, and, and I really time. enjoyed that. Um, I got, uh, I don't know what color belt I got. I don't know, flipping tangerine belt or something. Um, but yeah, it's, I enjoy kickboxing, actually. Never did boxing, though. Okay. I can't yeah. skip, so, I mean. Same here, like. I, you know what, actually? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't skip properly until, I would say, one month that we went, August now. I would say, what, June. Mm-hmm. I, was barely, I was barely skipping over 10 seconds straight. Because it's, that's because I never skipped, right? But mm. I always assumed skipping would come naturally. Mm. But actually, skipping is actually quite easy. Just the more you do it, yeah, like, like every other thing. Yeah. No, oh, but yeah. honestly, yeah. honestly, like, you know, I'm leaving proof of that, bro. Because I couldn't skip. Like, I, I couldn't even do any shuffles. I couldn't do anything. But mm-hmm. one day I was skipping in the gym after, like, just doing it regularly. Yeah, and then my body just naturally did shuffles for, like, 10 mm. seconds straight. Mm. And, okay, I, and I was okay. like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I was like, One okay, <laughs> you know, but anyway, <laughs> that's, yeah. let's put skipping on the side. Um, yeah. Thick boys don't jump, bro. Thick boys don't <laughs> jump. <laughs> that's what I would have said. <laughs> oh my God. Put down the shirt. Touche, touche. Like, just put down the shirt. <laughs> put down the shirt, make that a merch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, let's talk a bit about our personal journeys into perhaps how we see our bodies um, before we go into the abstract con- culture aspect of this topic. And personal first, I think, obviously we've all sp- spoken about our, our journeys into gym and perhaps how we've seen our bodies, um, recognize our bodies in our minds. But for me, in terms of the topic of dysmorphia or preoccupation with one's body, I, mentioned, I made a comment earlier, I said that when I observed my skinniness in quote and I started thinking about working out to build up and look at how I can build up bulk up rather mm-hmm. even though I began to gain some weight over time which took ages um I don't think that thoughts kind of left my head perhaps that insecurity or perhaps that preoccupation if I'm being honest because there are times when over the years where if I don't go to the gym for a minute let's say a week perhaps or more I just, I just begin to feel a bit of discomfort. And not particularly mm. because I am a health freak, but I sense it's because, I mean, I sensed it was because I was always worried I would go back into being that kid that realizes very skinny. Mm. And lockdown was the biggest revelation of this for me in terms of I knew I couldn't go to the gym and I was seeing my body in the mirror every day at home. And I just always felt, I was very, 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 very skinny. And then I remember like, I'm, I'll probably make a comment to probably my friend on the phone mm. and probably my ex-girlfriend at the time on the phone. And she'd be like, no, you look normal. I'm like, no, I look very skinny. I'm, I'm really <laughs> upset about the gym. 
which is why when you guys are working out, you and you and Daniel, I was just I went there as well because I couldn't power lift, but I just said there's a bar, I'm gonna go there. <laughs> so for me, I think that that skinniness has kind of followed me even up to now, if I'm being honest, because even though I get the feedback loop from from society, from my friends, people tell me like, oh, I look like I'm in decent shape. Mm. I appreciate that based on the work I've done over the years, but deep down inside me, and there's a part of me that always still feels not completely satisfied, always still feel like I'm on the edge because I feel like if I don't, if I don't continue at the gym, I'm going to go back into looking very, very weird. And it's, and it's so bizarre because <clears throat> even when you work out, sometimes you don't, there's actually no, so let's say I, um, I go to the gym this week. My body may not change massively, but just mentally, I feel like, oh, I'm back to looking <laughs> um, normal now. I'm back to looking buff now. And yeah. that's just been my kind of experience with this idea of preoccupation. I think so far so good. I'm trying to be more at peace with the fact that I should think more about fitness and health as opposed to about my body image. But I'm not going to lie. It's something that I still think about and I've not yet moved on from. Um, so that's my own um, kind of experience. So, I mean, for you, Alec, and for you, Toby, I know you have different angles in terms of how you experienced um, your body image, but do you think you're at a point where you have completely moved on from that? Or do you think it's a thought that still comes up in your head as you work out at the gym, as you try and maintain your fitness um, regimens? I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let go first. <laughs> Me first. Okay. Um, oh, man. Thank you for sharing that. By the way, well, that's, yeah, that's deep, man. Um, but no, I absolutely agree. Um, I think, I mean, for me, funnily enough, I mean, I'm, I'm literally in Italy at the moment. I, I usually go to the gym regularly, like most days of the week. Or if I'm doing more like a powerlifting type split, then I'll, you know, five days a week at least. Um, <clears throat> but I've been here since Wednesday, was it Sunday? So f- like four days. And I was like, well, I'm fat. <laughs> I'm like, what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Avoiding mirrors. I'm like, uh, I want to sit by the pool, but I'm like, oh, can I take my top off? But like, you know, it's it's a bit like that. It's, it's not like crazy to the point that it stops you from doing anything, but it's definitely it is there. It, it, there's something there. I mean, I've been through all peaks and troughs of of body weight. Like, mm. I mean. Uh, my heaviest I was about 123 kilos and my (laughs) kind of body image then was more dictated by my strength because that was in more of like a powerlifting Mm, type thing so I was like okay with it but you know in terms of actual body image like if I was to put myself right there now then I would be like oh my gosh like what what's what's going on Mm. and it's Definitely, yeah, I, I agree. I think I don't, and I don't know if I'll ever particularly get past that. Mm. You know, if I could have like two weeks off the gym and just be like, yeah, I look completely fine, mm. and, and I'm not even thinking about it at all. Um, it's it's just it's just there, just there's just niggling, mm. you know. Yeah. And yeah. On the flip side, and and this is coming from more like my kind of like health kind of promotion, etc., and, and and being involved in healthcare. I think that there's there's some remnant of of a healthy thought there in terms of the fact that i mean as a physio i'm kind of like it's built into me to say it and and get on my soapbox and tell 
14 patients a day about it the exercise is good really <laughs> mo- it's the most important thing you can possibly do for your body yeah you know you can have as many medications etc as you want and you can have as you know people can have lots of different health conditions and but if you can exercise <clears throat> if you know you've not got health conditions that mean that you can't it is the best thing you can do so i think that there's something deep within our psyche that's there to say like if you're not doing it then you probably should Mm. so you know on the flip side of the kind of like body dysmorphic disorder there's also kind of a a slight silver lining there to say that you know it's probably our body's just innately trying to motivate us to do exercise and to do movement and to Mm. work on building muscle mass and to work on all of these things that are super beneficial to Mm. your body in the long run anyway but um yeah on on mm. the kind of like really shallow level of it it's it's a bit shit to, to feel like oh well i've not hit the gym in four days so yeah. now i'm a blob so great <laughs> um yeah what's the point <laughs> yeah yeah okay cool uh, and for me to kind of like obviously my story will be similar to Wally's, but what what as you're t- both of you are talking what i was realizing is if you don't start going to the gym you're I guess you're psyche about missing the gym or like, it's just not there. You don't go like, you don't have those yeah. moments, but yeah. the oh, moment yeah. you start going to the gym and just keep it, it consistent for like one month for the rest of your life, it's that feeling of off and on kind of yeah. thing. Like, cause I'm thinking since 20, before 2018, like, yeah, like I'll, I'll go biking, I'll play football. If I don't play football that week, it's not a thing of, Oh my God, I haven't played football. Um, so I'm going to like, for me, it was just another physical activity, but moments that I go into the gym, um, and you start to see changes and then you stop like any two days you're just thinking and then for me i think i i went a whole year of like i switched houses and so my gym was much further away then the gym i found was a lot closer was like that was closer closed down so just everything kind of like dismantling that whole stay active thing and i was working out at home but it doesn't hit the same way you're not carrying like metal like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like you know yeah. you know like <laughs> that, that, I, that metal is god sense so like something that metal that connects with that the just connect yeah so like i'm at home <laughs> like throughout lockdown was even quite annoying because i had to buy i had to buy dumbbells and all of that but they could only i could only buy like i think the total weight was maybe like maybe 15 kg or something on each hand and when i was going to the gym i was already lifting more than that so at some point it was fine then at some point i'm like i need to be lifting more than this but then i don't have any other accessories and then looking for body weight exercise and i'm like i don't even weigh enough so what's my body weight even doing for me <laughs> in this case so it was just a whole Honestly, i don't weigh enough That's yeah funny. <laughs> but then you know at some point i was like you know what so let me just focus on cycling instead and i was a bit more consistent with that then i started to lose some of the like you know muscle that i was seeing in the mirror and i'm like okay i need to i need to find a gym and i don't know like you said it's just a very weird tension to be in that you know you take off your shirt you're about to take a shower and you're just like you know the muscles are not really popping as you know they would after like a pump and you're thinking about what to do next but um i think more and more recent times i have leaned a lot more on what are the other benefits of of going to the gym beyond the lifting itself and almost like when i have a very stressful day I discovered that going to the gym sort of like, you know, gives me a bit more than the physical satisfaction of seeing my muscles like pumping and all of that. And there's just that mm. idea of having something to de-stress and, you know, feel something different. And I think just that little change in the last, you know, six months or so has made my relationship with the gym a lot different than what it was before when I first started, where if I didn't go for three or four days, it would be it would feel very weird in a very like defeatist kind of way. But now it's more like, Oh, I'm missing out on 
this feeling I can get from doing an activity and, you know, lifting metal and things like that. So and that's, an, that's what I'm still unpacking, to be fair. I'm just wondering how long this feeling is going to last for. Um, but maybe you can say because I'm looking better as well, it's also that part that I'm subconsciously thinking about in addition to, like, the other psychological benefits. See, that is a very weird thing because there is a kind of a reward for it eventually. Mm. The reward in the sense that even if, if you're obsessing with the gym, even though there might be a a cry for help or that might be something for someone to perhaps have a chat with you about. <laughs> even if even if you're obsessed based on an insecurity, the outcome of that obsession is rewarding, not only to you, but to the society mm. which at which you face every day. Mm. Mm. And that makes it quite ironic. Yeah, that's because true. Because you are also <laughs> commended by your efforts in the gym, by how your efforts make you look or mm. act if you're in a physical activity. And then that kind of rewards your obsession with the gym if you're obsessed mm -hmm. but then the obsession may not be healthy because you might be using that to cover up certain parts of your life that maybe just seem to overcome through the gym and other things so i think for us men it's also kind of a weird one because even beyond that reward structure for how we look and how society portrays the ideal man in quote there's also that other end of um if you're if you're a skinny guy you kind of, if you're too skinny, it looks less appealing. But then men should, men are also pressured to lose weight as well and have this kind of physique that should fit in between. Now, of course, there are cultures in which this varies because like, if you're going to the idea of cultures, it varies. But across board, it's, it's kind of that same idea. And the, the, other, the other irony as well is to gain weight also kind of means you have to gain muscle. No, 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 sorry, the other way around. To gain muscle also means you kind of have to gain weight. So it's like there is no ideal, but there's an ideal at the same time. Bro, you know? I, 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 so funnily enough, so just in preparation for, for this podcast, I actually thought, you know what, I'm going to do a quick little experiment, a classic, how many results are there on Google? So I typed in, let me, let me get my statistics up here. Male beauty ideal, right? Okay, let's start with females. So female beauty ideals, mm. 221 million results. Oh, okay. Male beauty ideal, 104. No way. Results. Almost half you. And then beyond that, there's a, there's a plethora of research. There's, there's so much. Most of it was kind of done in the 90s, or the early 2000s, around kind of like body dysmorphic disorder, kind of found that there, there aren't really, you know, like there actually isn't a gender difference. Mm. So it's pretty much the same between the two. But then also they say that men are actually less likely to report um, mm. for yeah. multiple, multiple reasons. I mean, to get into kind of toxic masculinity, et cetera, that's a whole other topic as well. <laughs> um, you know, but there's... Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shame, really, you know, and these kind of male beauty ideals, the goalposts are always moving, you know, like, yeah, in, yeah. And, 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 and I, I don't think that, you know, any of us are qualified at all to speak on behalf of female beauty ideals, because that's, you know, we're, we're men, so we don't know how a woman might feel about those topics, and it's obviously shit for both sides. Hmm. But I think that, and, and as, as kind of, as I said at the start, as I alluded to with that, that kind of little thing that I put on my story, I think that there's a dramatic difference in the amount of men that are actually talking about it. 
yeah. and talking about it publicly as well. So it's, I don't know whether it's pride. I don't know whether it's to- toxic masculinity, like I say. I don't know what it is. My but, guess as well is, just to add to that, I think even beyond talking about it, I think not many men recognize that he exists yeah. as, as, as a concept, as an experience. And yeah. I think if you can't even re- recognize it, you can't define it and you cannot control it because you don't even know that doing this in the mirror like Johnny Bravo every morning is screaming something else. Um, and I've been that guy on some days. I'm not going to lie. I've been that guy on some days in the mirror in the morning just seeing my progress. Um, but you mentioned something very critical earlier. You said there was, the, the goalposts have been moving for us or are moving past the present tense, whichever it was. Mm. Did you both ever have an ideal image you aspired to in your journey across fitness since whenever? Um, Toby? Toby, you go first. Yeah. Uh, not and really. why, if you did? Uh, yeah. If- so, so for me, I think if I connect it back to sort of like my, my height growing up, right? So I think I never saw, like I knew I couldn't, after some point, you know, you're not going to grow any much taller. So it's like, <laughs> that's already, that's already gone, right? So I think that already put me in a situation where I didn't necessarily use other people's like ideals or other people's bodies right. as, as an example for me to aim at because technically I can't change that part of me as much. For the gym side of things, I think I've always just wanted to, to fill out my clothes a lot better. Like maybe you see somebody who is the same height as you, um, but just feels a lot more masculine in that sense. Like they're not swole or anything. Like I guess we can get into that where I see things like that and I'm not necessarily impressed by it, particularly at the gym. Like it's for the moment we're at the gym in that situation and setting. Yeah. Yeah. Mad that you're buffed up and all of that. But once we leave that setting, like for me, it's not, it's not really appealing because I know the struggle you're facing, finding clothes that fit you all of the sorts of things, a whole other dramatic ball game. Like, it's funny, like having plenty of muscles only makes sense in situations where your shirt is mostly almost off. So either at the pool or at the gym. And I spend my life in other circles. So that doesn't really matter as much to me. So for me, um, it's always about feeling my clothes a lot better um, and just, mm. you know, looking a bit more defined in the things that I'm able to do. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I've never really used... Maybe unless we have the same height and, you know, we're in the same circles. And I think that, oh, what you currently are isn't far away from what I could be. Then I can use you as a benchmark. But I don't use that whole, you know, cutting movie posters out or seeing someone super popular looking a certain way and trying to aim for that. That's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. For, for, for me, so original question was, where did the, the goalpost, the initial goalpost yeah. come from? Yeah. For me... I always go back to this. I swear, this is definitely it. It was Disney Hercules, right? (laughs) Yo, my guy went from like, I mean, literally there's a song about it. Zero to hero. (laughs) Like, and he goes from skinny dude, but he's still strong because obviously he's a demigod, whatever. But he goes to being like proper jacked. And I was like, yo, I want that to be me. And, And like my favorite actor as a kid was, I mean, really bad choice because he's not a very good actor but was Arnold Schwarzenegger like, <laughs> you know, and I was like I was like this this guy's like the image of masculinity I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. I was like you know what like this is it this is what you men look like he can't talk particularly well he's not a very good actor like but you know this is what I should look like you know so but yeah so that that was it for me it, was, it definitely is Dis- like Disney Hercules and and again like I think that 
a lot of kind of the the male protagonists, etc., in like Disney stuff. I mean, Disney stuff comes up all the time when people are talking yeah. about like female beauty standards and stuff with like mm. princesses, etc. But like again for the guys, and I mean it's not really spoken about, but like the guy, they're like both. Yeah, like they're yeah, like yeah, V yeah. taper, you know, they've got their X frame physique. Yeah. yeah. They've yeah. got their like the proper like Mr. Olympia. And, and <laughs> like I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to look like that. And, you know, plant plant some seeds like from a young age. And mm-hmm. oh I tell you, I mean, you talking about clothes as well. Like that was a that's a funny one for me. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going off on a tangent, but No, go on, let's share it. Now I'm I actually I think I've in the past I've probably been a little bit like bigorexic mm. and and maybe I've been like, oh, I need to be more jacked. I need to be like filling stuff out. I think I've come full circle. I think nowadays I'm just like, you know, I, I kind of just want to be like really like slim because <laughs> I would just love to walk into a clothes shop <laughs> and not end up being in that changing room with that really horrible light shining on me <laughs> that makes you just see all of your imperfections uh-huh. thinking like, I can't put on these jeans to save my life. <laughs> And having to buy like four waist sizes up just, just to get to, just past to... my ass. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, the, the amount of messages, if I ever wear something that's not gym clothes on my on my social media, the amount of messages I get from guys like, bro, like where'd you get your jeans from? Because like, <laughs> I've got like I've got like 30-inch thighs. Like, mm, so mm. like to find clothing is difficult. <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> Imagine. I don't want to fill it out anymore. I want to just be like sat in it comfortably. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 I guess that's the thing, as I'm saying, about the goalposts mm. always changing, whether it be mm. culturally, socially, or just for yourself, you know, mm. because when you realize these implications and stuff, and like when you realize, you know, like I sit on a plane and mm. I'm in the middle seat on Ryanair and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I can't get comfortable right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, no so, right now, yeah. those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bust in the sky, bro. Bust oh, in the sky. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I think for me, I don't know if I had. I think, as I said, growing up, I never really thought about my skinniness too much until that moment. Um, <clears throat> because until that moment with the um, we, and, and it just keeps being a funny story that we, because I was already at this point 21. No. 22 or 21 they're about so it's not it's not as if i it's not as if i just woke up as in my, my brain just woke up i'd had a, a good three years of what you call adulthood mm-hmm. at least early adulthood anyway um but i think obviously since i started going to the gym i've always been the kind of i've always had the ideal to perhaps just look maybe like toby fill up my clothing but also feel 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 confident in how i look or rather make my look make me feel confident in how i feel about myself mm. um and i think for me the 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 worst part was just my legs because i mean i think it's an african thing perhaps an african thing but calves were like the the big big <laughs> big big um what you call a destroyer of hope because <laughs> <laughs> because like even oh man because like even if you go even like you work out at the gym you're doing well you can you can begin to see how your perhaps your your body's coming out a bit more in your, in your clothing but the legs yeah. the legs were always just hard and and <laughs> my my physique is kind of slender but also my legs are quite long 
So you definitely see the skinness and legs a lot more than you observe the body, top, um, upper body skinniness. So the legs were just always killing me, man. I'm like, <laughs> I don't have any wish just for these legs just look less like, like, like toothpicks. Like, <laughs> my God, please. I mean, yeah. till now, I think it's just until this year that I, I, I can say I could wear shorts just mm. comfortably with, without, without, without giving two, two Fs. Mm. But there was time yeah. when I could not, I, I wouldn't wear shorts. Bro, it could be like 32 degrees, fam. <laughs> I'm wearing trousers. <laughs> I am sweating inside. I'm like, nope. I'm just yeah. going to wear a t-shirt and trousers. And, but now I've thought about it and I've said, you know what? I think this is probably my first um, victory lap over this body made thing in terms of my legs are the way they are. And a part of it is definitely me overthinking it because I have seen guys with skinnier legs and I have not thought, oh, those are skinny legs. <laughs> you know, I've just moved on with my life. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, is the, I've definitely had evidence that my own thoughts about my legs were definitely an over-focus. Well, definitely a, a, an outcome of perhaps this obsession. And so even though I didn't have a, an ideal kind of image, um, I just had this vision of which, not vision, that's a strong word, relax. I just had this, this idea that even, even as I bulk up slowly, my legs should follow that um, suit as well. But in, in that same vein, I've got a question for you guys. I think, obviously, we've seen that the world, the, the world, the world is getting very much progressive now, which is good. You know, on the on on the female on the female sense, we see a lot of um, diverse body representations across whether it's in Rihanna's uh, makeup line, whether it's a fashion brand, whatever. But we don't get that same for men. And I thought I'll pose a question that is quite hypothetical to perhaps ask you guys if you guys have any theories or ideas why we don't just see as much diverse um, representation of body types for men across media, across stores, across brands, etc. Um, so my initial thought about it is kind of like it's less of a barrier for men in functioning in society because we can always... Mm. I feel like the money conversation is a lot more where you see men kind of like have a lot more, you know, issues with in that sense, because you could be big, unhealthy or skinny and unhealthy and whatnot. But if you have the, the money, society seems to afford you the same level of, like, right. let's not look too far, compare Elon Musk to, to Mark Zuckerberg. Like they're both not, well, I guess Zuckerberg is even fitter in that sense because he's involved in a lot more kind of activities. But before, like, before he got into all the activities that he was in, nobody ever thought about tech guys and they're like, oh, this guy is not fit enough. Although Jeff Bezos, like, there was one brief period of he's his rich, life where, he? yeah, he, he, he moved from, like, he went from, he went from, like, just regular accountants looking kind of guy to some jacked up version of himself. So I feel like there's also a trend right now where tech bros are also trying to enter that. Some of them are entering yeah, that, like, yeah, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But I, I generally say, I think for men, why we don't say a lot more, like, when you go to a store and whatnot, is that I don't think those things even attract us to buy stuff in that sense. I think it's more like if you have the money to buy what you need to buy, 
the cars you want to get, those kinds of things. Maybe that's why. And women are more judged a lot more by how they look. Um, they tend to be judged a lot more by physical standards and things like that. And money doesn't necessarily replace that for them. But men have options in that sense, um, based on society and all of that. Mm. Alec, what are your thoughts yeah. on uh, any theories on that? I, I, I mean, first of all, well, like, congrats, genuinely, from the bottom of mm-hmm. my heart, for, for you kind of getting past that a bit, you know. Oh, thanks, legs, man. For example, like, because it, that's what it's all about, you know, at the end of the day, when I, I don't, I won't profess to know anything about kind of the, the psychiatric treatments, et cetera, of things like, you know, the, the actual condition of like body dysmorphic disorder. But, you know, it, it, a lot of it kind of, I would imagine, probably boils down to more like CBT type things and mm-hmm. actually then challenging one's thoughts and then kind of looking at it more in a sense of, you know, what's actually a rational thought for this mm-hmm. and using the logical part of our brains because ultimately that can overpower Mm. the more like it's like the monkey paradox type stuff you know the reptilian brain we can overcome that and for me a similar moment was actually when was it now it was like two years ago second year of my master's doing physio and i decided you know what i'm gonna wear vests hmm. up until that point i couldn't wear vests. well like those sleeve sleeveless uh yeah just like vest. a you know just like sleeveless and, and even actually like shorts i never wore shorts before for the opposite reasons as yourself i I'd literally oh, okay. like everybody knew me as tree trunk legs i was always called tree trunk legs mm-hmm. now as a power lifter i'm kind of like yeah you know what shit i want to rock that shit like i love having tree trunk <laughs> legs like i can squat 300 sick but like you know as as a kid and stuff you squat like, 300 that is crazy okay what <laughs> i've squatted it I, i'm not if anybody listens to this and they're in the powerlifting game i've squatted it once it's in the gym it doesn't count it's not competition standard whatever maybe i'll do it in comp one day <laughs> but you know i kind of completed it once i did that so i was like you know what whatever um yeah. but no it's it, it's different you know and it's how you it depends on the things that you value again like we're saying but no congrats on that um, no thanks man i appreciate it but appreciate it. But what what were we saying? What was what was the question again? I completely. Uh, if you've got any theories that. about just the perhaps as, misrepresentation, um, etc. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Because I think that it probably does boil down again to kind of what Toby was saying. Like, it's more in terms of I think for men, there's a big reliance on more like social status, etc. And mm. it's almost like. You can just look however you want to look if you've got that status, you know, like, because the whole like dad bod thing came out, didn't it? And it was all like fetishized about men, like having this like belly, you know, and you see like Leonardo DiCaprio on a beach, like looking a bit like Tubby, but everyone's like, oh, you know, and it's like, And I'm like, yeah, but honestly, I remember the that. Day, yeah, like, yeah. That's, but that's but that's fine. But it, it's it, you know, I guess like media is probably the biggest issue with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and that is media really that kind of moves the goalposts and mm-hmm. what can you make a headline and stuff. And it's like if somebody who's like famous is rocking like you know certain body type, then like that's going to become your new beauty standard. And mm-hmm. this is why the goalposts are always moving. But I mean, like, I guess, like, you you do see, like, on kind of like ASOS, 
you know, like you get like the plus size stuff. Oh yeah, that is true. As well. That is true. Like the plus size true. guys, yeah. and like yeah. you've, we've got like flipping like Giacomo. But like I don't, I've not looked at Giacomo for like years. But I know that that kind of came out as being like the big boys like website for clothes and stuff. And like I don't. It, again, it kind of comes down to this like almost. It's like there's different categories almost, mm. and it's like you know you you're like a big guy like you go to Giacomo and. I guess we're getting into like bigger topics. It's more like, I mean, that's like the power of marketing and advertising and, you know, you want to become a brand that people are going to go to if they've got that body type, et cetera. Mm, But mm, it kind of does come back to almost like this like fetishization of like different body types and then people don't know really where to fit in mm, with the whole mm, thing. mm. But, you know, and you get like nowadays, like for like more muscular guys, you've got, I don't really know like the exact brands, but there are brands that make like, Really like stretchy clothing for like jack guys so that it's yeah. like skin tight. But like I've seen the ads I mean, on my Instagram. Like, <laughs> it's like no like, wrong wrong not, audience guys. Next. Yeah, literally like not every but as well, like not every like jack guy would want to wear like skin tight clothes and stuff and each to their own. Like if you do, then absolutely sick. Like have mm. at it. Like, you know, mm. do you. But like, mm. you know, it's this kind of like stereotyping all across the board. And mm, mm, mm. so I think there kind of is that representation. But it's like, we maybe don't see it and stuff as much. And there's mm. definitely not as much in terms of like, you get like plus size models for, for women being like, it, I mean, it's actually like a thing. Like you can be like a plus size model for women, but I don't think you really have like, not that I've seen anyway. I mean, I kind mm. of live in a silo a little bit anyway. I'm not really into like consuming so- too much media, but like... You don't say plus size models for men. You're not yeah, getting like yeah, Jack yeah. Black doing like like fashion week <laughs> in like Paris. Like, like, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, Something I was thinking about is um, do we? Because I'm, I'm trying to think of our, our parents, right? It's like our dads and all of that. Like, what were they? What, what were the body standards in their day? And oh, because you know, because I, I I feel like gym going to the gym um this whole physicality of men seems None. there's a wave there's a, there seems to be a wave going on about it now but like i'm like i don't mean i don't know if it was the same thing in the uk but in nigeria like which daddy is going to the gym like ever like you never You're really right. hear of maybe you hear of um some dads that play tennis or play golf or do something but it's never about physicality it was about staying active like in old age so i'm just yeah. wondering like was it the same in the uk i mean where... first of all when was the gym invented it wasn't in the 50s i mean gym gym has been around since the ancient greek times yeah it's oh really been, yeah no but like it's the, been around for a very very i mean like if the like, modern gym let me guess if Socrates was talking about, was it Socrates that said like, <laughs> if a man doesn't actualize his like physical potential, then he's not actually being a man or something like that. I don't know the exact. That was like such a yeah. bastardization of that quote, but like something <laughs> like that. But like, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's been around. For, for yeah. Eons, really. So so but I think the the, the, the the revolution of it was in yeah. like the eighties, like the fitness revolution. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess that's probably where I was leaning to. When was the fitness revolution industry? When did that really emerge? And I think that was seventies, eighties. Um, yeah, and our parents thing. were in adolescence enough. But yeah, I, I think why I asked that was there could be a question of if you're born with something in existence, it becomes part of perhaps your your identity a lot easier than if something is born while you're already existing so you could our generation will have a lot to say about that based on technology and everything i feel like a lot of things you know came 
after we were born and after we were like grown up and we still adopted them yeah, quite strongly. But, but we adopted because on the tech front, because it forms a frame of how we socialize naturally, whereas fitness doesn't. But what, but, 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 but what would differ between you and perhaps somebody who was born in 2000 is how they perhaps attach value to the social media machine in terms of the identity. Um, mm. Because you, we, we can visualize a world when the, those didn't exist, albeit it was a very tiny portion of our lives because we're still quite young. Um, but they can't. Mm. Fair enough. I but think, but, I think yeah, yeah, on, Alec. this whole thing, I mean, like, social media has got a lot to answer for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, we, I mean, physically, but definitely emotionally, psychologically, like, if you've not read the book Sapiens, I would hugely recommend it to anybody mm. who's listening mm. or you guys as well. Like, such a good book. I mean, evolutionarily, I mean, we are not geared up for the world that we live in mm. at all. You know, like, there's this massive surgence of kind of like ADHD diagnoses and like multiple mental disorders. And, you know, there's, there's probably like so many reasons why that is. But I mean, me personally, I would probably say, things like social media just mm. it's just visibility mm. you know it's it and, it and it's like our brains aren't geared up for it really and i mean you go onto like instagram and say you want to start the gym when i wanted to start the gym i went onto like youtube and there was like three people on there that did mm. like fitness videos now i mean mm-hmm. how many is there now now actually every every brazen gym bro yo everybody looks yeah. like they were made in that tank that captain america came out of like they look <laughs> like they've had some of that serum like yeah. everyone looks yeah. amazing even yeah. at like really young ages they're so like i won't get this money shield <laughs> <laughs> like they could just easily just join the Avengers at any second. Yeah. And like, and, and then like, you kind of like trying to get into the gym and like, that's what you're faced with. And it's like, well, this is your new standard. So if you're not looking like that, then what are you doing really? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and there's all these new like different archetypes that come amongst that as well. with The whole like Sigma male thing, like coming around and that and stuff. And it's like, you know, it's, it's really hard to, to know where you fit in. And I guess like for parents, you know, as well, like, gym probably wasn't much of a thing. So, like, fitness and health was more of actually a, a conscious pursuit to actually do something for your health or to do yeah. something, like, mm. because you enjoy it. So, like, my, my dad, for example, I mean, he, like, did, like, a couple of, like, dumbbell, like, bits and bobs at home, but, like, he loved cycling. Like, he, did, he always did cycling, you know, but he didn't do cycling mm. because he was, like, seeing some guy on Instagram, like, doing this, like, record pace. Like, he did it because he wanted to do it. Yeah, that's the and I think that yeah. when it comes down to this, almost like, like the sustainability of the whole thing really has to boil down to like, what is your why? Like, why are you doing it? Like, why do you want to get into the gym? Why do you want to get jacked? Like, why do you want to get strong? Like, why why do you want to do these things? Like, if you don't know that, or if the reason for that is something almost too shallow and fickle, then it mm. won't last you. It won't like sustain you throughout the process. And then mm. that's what leads to these issues further down the line with people not really knowing where they fit in with the whole thing with themselves. Yeah. 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 I'm, I guess. Like, and I'm really glad you said that because that leads that was gonna that leads nicely into my next question. I was gonna ask you guys, and it's more of a tick box question or a ranking question. 
And there's several reasons why people go into the gym. People want to get fit. People want to have a good physique. But I want to know what you both, I'll, I'll say mine as well, but I want to know what you both relate to the most. And I'm sure you've seen the options I put in notes, but I'll read them out again. So number one is standing out among the herd. Number two is display masculinity. Number three is attractiveness to the opposite sex. Number four is health scare. Number five, holidays coming up. <laughs> Number six, increased life expectancy. Number seven, hunter-gatherer philosophy. Number eight, competing in fitness or bodybuilding competitions. Number nine, use the gym and social gathering. Number 10, stoic mindsets. Number 11, struggle to play sports with, with your children. I'll put <laughs> this in the chat because there are a lot, but yeah. I just want you guys to tell me which ones you can relate to from, from this Honestly. list. Not which one relate to the most. The most. Uh the most. Uh, as as a reason why possible reason why you maintain a good physique slash um healthy fitness lifestyle. Yeah. So I th- I think for me, the only one there is like the stoic mindset one, which is like taking on mm. challenges. Interesting. Right? I didn't I didn't Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so obviously if you take aside because the the I guess the phys- I don't know, there's attracted to the opposite set is, is is the one that seems to be the most physical thing there. But I wouldn't say I started mm. like trying to get bigger because I wanted to look better to women. I think what my my brand was being cute and me looking skinny <laughs> wasn't hampering that. So you get to so that that was always my that was always my USP. So I wasn't about to go and look for another USP. So me looking the way I, I do is just like an added advantage. Like people are genuinely surprised sometimes. When, um, say some, may I, I walk somewhere and have to take my shirt off. I'm wearing something that is a bit tight fitting, and then my muscles kind of like come out. So for me, for them is I've seen it be like an added advantage. Oh, you're cute and look like this as well versus anything else. So I, I wouldn't necessarily rank the physical thing, but I think the taking on challenge thing. I think that's it for me because after I started to look better, it was more like okay, now we're looking a bit okay, but let's maybe set a standard for the weights we want to achieve. Right, so. Maybe get into 65 kg or 70 kg after staying on 50 or 55 for so long. Maybe that's a, a good target. And so right now my target is, I think 65, I already hit that. So now my next target is like 70. And I'll probably like just keep it around there because any more than that is probably problematic for, for my stature. Mm-hmm. But, but, but pretty much, so I'll say the, the challenge thing has, has featured a lot more. Um, I'm too introverted for the gym to be a social thing for me. Life expectancy, like I was already active with riding and biking. So it wasn't about physical fitness because I was already fit, which actually created a good foundation for me to be at the gym because I already had a lot of like, you know, um, cardio thing going on. So I could carry a lot more, you know, in the gym moving forward. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I'll say stoic mindset for me. Interesting. I like. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's like none of the above. I, I no, I mean, I feel, I feel like it's a bit of a cop out, but I'd say, in all honesty, really, it's it's kind of all of them, in <laughs> in some way, shape, or form, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of, if you kind of read in those and thinking that maybe a couple of them have more of like a kind of a more of a negative connotation, i.e., attractive to the opposite sex, kind of comes with this almost like insecurity, like oh, like mm-hmm. you know, you think you need to be big to be attractive, etc. But it's more like a, I don't know, it, kind of framing that more with the, you want to be able to be seen as a, as a that protector Confident, type yeah. mindset and that mm. confidence that comes with that, et cetera. Mm. And, mm. you know, display of masculinity, I guess, to some people that would be seen again as like a, maybe like a, an in, 
insecure type situation but Mm. I guess there is something innately built into us that kind of we want to be able to you know be seen as being protector type thing and but at the end of the day it it really doesn't matter what your your motivations are for me it's definitely most of of the above um Mm. in terms of like going to the gym and sustainability of it really for myself it's more that it's just now at this point it's just a way of life and (laughs) i guess like it's more a case of like um, going back to what we were saying about having the days off and kind of wondering where it all fits in Mm. i guess it's it doesn't necessarily boil down to with fitness and like physical appearance and like the, the body dysmorphia type topic i guess there's so many other things that can contribute to that but at the end of the day if you kind of take that out of its little you know like subculture I think the, the, the main thing is actually just something that you're passionate about. And like, mm. if you had time off anything that you're passionate, genuinely passionate about, you'd feel a little bit shit, you mm. know, like, mm. yeah, that I, is true. I, like, I love music. Like I, I, I play guitar, et cetera, as well. And like, I've not played it much for many months now because I've been focusing on work and like, there's a, there's a sense of impotence that comes with that and a sense mm. of insecurity that comes with that as well. Mm. And like, mm. I'm like, you know, but I mean, it's not got the same subculture as mm. I say about the gym. Like that's true, got loads true. of other things contributing to it. No one's gonna care if I, you know, you can't play can't guitar. Like play some, <laughs> can't play those jazz chords because my hand doesn't know how to do it anymore. Like, <laughs> that's true. That's but, a very that's a very like that subculture point is pretty pretty massive, right? Because for some things, when you don't do them, you just don't do them. But then for other things, there's like so much going on around it that there's a whole massive movement around doing or not yeah. doing. That whatever side you're on sort of like has a bigger impact than just a typical activity, which is true. Um, and, and I guess because with music and all of that, maybe it's because there's also a very small subset of the larger human race that can do that. You almost have to have a talent to do it. But people don't think of the gym that way, particularly like just working mm-hmm. out. Generally. People mm-hmm. don't think of the gym as, oh, you have to have a talent to be able to lift and that sort of way. It's like, well, you've been given a body. Everybody has the same body kind of like you know do it which is something that we can get into later because i feel like some people get into the gym and start to do things that i I don't know i don't know maybe you're the physiotherapist here so maybe confirm this is a logical thing or not but some exercises with the way your body is and the way some exercises are more easy they're easier for and safer for some people to do with some body types than others and some other people based on how gym equipment is sort of like designed you have to be careful how you use them because maybe it doesn't match you know, your physique and the way to actually lift it safely. So for example, maybe um, like a machine or like a shoulder press machine or whatnot, like it's, it's casted into a certain shape, right? And to support your back mm-hmm. and whatnot. But if, I don't know, maybe you're not the right height to width ratio or whatnot, using the machine just anyhow could actually hurt you. Um, but then mm-hmm. somebody who's much bigger than you comes and tries to start to correct your form just because this is how they lift. And the person is not really a professional person to be able to con- like ask you to do that. I- I don't know. What you, I don't know if that's like a logical thing. I mean, yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, I mean, like things. Yeah, like gym equipment, etc. I mean, it's built to be like more fitted to like average body types, etc. And mm. at, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter too much. I mean, in terms of technique, etc. As well. I mean, there's loads of there's even like research now that kind of says like technique doesn't actually really matter in terms of injury prevention etc that's a bit i mean the jury's out a bit. i'm not too sure on that kind of like <laughs> approach um but yeah th- there's always there's always 
a way that somebody can get into it regardless of body type body shape etc mm-hmm. um it is very much accessible um but yeah no i think like that kind of prompted me to think about this this i think the biggest problem can almost come from with with this this plethora of things that can contribute to say body dysmorphia is that as you say you know we're, we're born with our bodies and then in some way we can kind of say like well everybody's almost got the same body then in the same breath there's kind of variables that you can change and there's variables that you, you can't, can't change yeah you know and and i think that and I'd, I'd kick myself if i didn't mention this on a podcast about male body dysmorphia but there's this whole thing about you know like being six foot or whatever like when i was when i was like 17 18 and i'm thinking like i'm gonna stop growing soon not quite made six foot i'm like praying i'm like please can i just make six foot you know like and there's these things that you know you can't change and whatnot but then like when it comes to the gym you're like well that's actually something that everybody can change you know and and then you almost dependent on your other independent variables the things that you can't change then people might end up getting into a really really sticky situation in terms of the thing that they can i.e like the gym and they might you know think like well i've not got this 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 but i can really work on getting like massive pecs in a, in a like a 200 kilo bench but like some people that actually isn't realistic mm. you know and that's where like th- that gets a bit deep and like where people can then struggle with that um mm. Mm. i think i mean in terms of like the main thing and i would never want to profess to like give people like advice on like how to deal with it and whatnot but it's definitely a case of like knowing your why as i say like know why you're doing it and like regardless of what your motivations are like kind of like sticking to that and staying true to that but also i mean it's easier said than done but acceptance really is just like a huge thing like you've kind of just got to be like well this is kind of what i've dealt with these are the cards i've got I can maybe work on these things, but ultimately, like, we have so much other stuff that you have to do day to day in life. <laughs> There's so much more to life than having rippling pecs and, like, shirt, <laughs> like ripping biceps. Like, it's <laughs> not actually, like, it's not going to affect you day to day. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But so no. I feel like I've kind of got more conclusions type process <laughs> with that. But, like, <laughs> I think... We'll definitely end on the gym topic real quick because that'll probably be our last point of call. But I think one thing I want to call out that you said that was underrated for me anyway um, was that you said amongst the list of things that I gave as options, you said one of it could be the passion. And that mm. if one falls out, one falls out of something that is a passion, they would generally feel a bit begrudged with themselves. And I've never thought about it that way before. Until, the, un, until this call, until this chat, never thought about it that way before. And I guess I'm going to keep that in my mind as, as part of <laughs> my own reasons because it makes total sense because even if I, for example, what else do I like to do? Let's say even this podcast, for example, if we have an episode where I don't prepare for it and I just jump on and I'm like, ah, I've done a lot more to prepare for the episode. There was a lot more juice we could have talked about. I, I, and I feel, I feel really... I feel really shit, right? But that's because mm. this is this is also my passion to break down ideas like this with Toby and guests like yourself, alongside doing um just just for us, just for us to learn and in this three in this three man circle or three two man and one woman circle. If if it's a guest, as a woman, 
And I guess the same with the gym because if I think about it, from the from the reasons that I, that I gave, my reasons have evolved across time. Obviously, at the start, I said it was the health scare BMI stuff, mm-hmm. right? But now, if I but now I think whenever I think about it more, it's more of the like, oh, this is my life now. You know, the, I can't stop. You know, you mm-hmm. can't stop. I was listening to um, Hulk, Hulk Hogan in a podcast, which I which I really enjoyed. Um, and and you're speaking about just his life in WWE and WWF, whatever. And he spoke uh, and he's speaking about how he's his current fitness now. And Hulk Hogan is seventy, mm. but man, he looked great. Mm. And then and and and, and, and I think the host was, was asking him, oh, like, so what's your motivation? And we was talking about how he just feels he has to continue. And then like somebody told him, his friend told him like 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 Hulk, like don't stop if you if you stop then you are done something like that and then that that just stuck with me that yeah like this is for life this is a lifestyle and and part of going to the gym is not just anymore about trying to stand out but also about this is my lifestyle now so if i drop out of my lifestyle my, what what seems to be part of what i think is with me for life then i'll definitely feel a bit a bit off so i think you hearing you say that has made me realize that the reasons why I might feel off is not solely because of insecurities or solely because mm. of fears, but also because actually I enjoy that shit. You know, I, I enjoy <laughs> being there after work, feeling sweating and going back home, feeling like I've, yeah. I've combined my day with mental and physical stress together. Um, so, yeah, so I really appreciate you saying that. I thought I'll, I'll re-say that so that mm. it doesn't go, it sticks. It doesn't go I out mean, on, on, like, on the back burner. On just a purely physiological level as well mm. and this is away from the topic of body dysmorphia etc but like i mean exercise like going to the gym like yeah like it's you know there's like that kind of passion element that comes into it which is more like psychological mm-hmm. but then like on a more of a, a basic physiological process as well you know exercise is excellent for your body it's excellent yeah. for your brain you know there's multiple studies that actually have shown that kind of like strength training mm. is actually more effective than antidepressants so mm. when you think of it like that you know like there's all these neurotransmitters that are, that are getting pinged around you know the amount of serotonin the amount of dopamine etc that you get released from doing exercise is astronomical so if you take a few days off then actually for the most part you're probably actually having withdrawals yeah mm. yeah yeah mm. so that's <laughs> why you that kind too, of feel yeah, a bit yeah. shitty because like this new baseline they've created from doing exercise is then actually dropped and then, you know, it's kind of having that awareness around those processes can really help people to kind of differentiate from almost this body dysmorphic thing that has this kind of real negative kind of connotation. But again, if anybody has some kind of, you know, mental disorder or whatever it is, like it's something that mm. you, can, you can always kind of do work on. And mm. sometimes you have to kind of accept that that's part of it, you know, mm. but on just a basic level as well, you know, there's these physiological processes going on. So it, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of just get back into it and then get back on a stride. And that's why, you know, like you have like a few days off, you feel like crap. And then you go back, you have the first day and you look in the mirror after that first session and you're like, oh my gosh, I am the most attractive man that ever walked this earth. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, actually, that's just, that's just the effect that you're having from it. And it's, and it's a good thing. Yeah. Like it's, you know, we almost like see it as peaks and troughs and it's like, well, why can we not kind of just control this and almost put this in a bottle and just like, you know, do that. But 
it's 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 fine to have those picks and drafts for the mm, most part. Mm, mm, it's mm, it's mm. just basic physiology. So. Mm, mm. So before we wrap up with the gym topic very quickly, I just want to ask you both a question because I'm curious to hear how was, how would you say very quickly your journey into fitness has changed your life? And I mean, I mean that seriously, like how, how do you think <laughs> this has changed your life? I know that question always sounds like, oh, this is dramatic, but I mean that like, seriously. Yeah. So for me, I don't want to attribute this all to the gym because maybe if yeah, we just can... just fitness. Fitness, and okay. Fitness <clears throat> and strength yeah. and yeah. So, so... I think it's definitely shown me that with certain when when something is within your control, like Aleka said, like being able to change things within your control and see results. I think that's what my fitness journey has been all about for me. Like you know, mm. starting off with, like okay, I I've always liked to bike to cycle, um, but I always did it casually, just commuting from here to there. Then one day, a friend invited me to a long ride. I went on the ride with him and. Like we rode about what 50 kilometers was the first time I'd ever gone that far. But I know through it, I struggled so much because I kept looking at him. He was, he was bigger than me. And I, in my head, I thought like, this guy is not fit. So I'll be fine. But like, and like 30 minutes into the ride, this guy was dropping me. And I was just like, okay, this is like, you might call it a negative motivation, but I was like, okay, something is not like, I need to be better at this. Right. And that was like the target for me just to be better. Um, and then I started to improve cycle longer distances you know, feeling a lot better. Like the first day I rode 50K, got to the house. I couldn't climb up the stairs because, bro, <laughs> that wasn't happening. <laughs> but then, you know, this year I did 200 kilometers. Like I always wanted to like hit, like first, my first 100K ever was like massive. And then I did 200 and now I'm kind of confident that I can do long distance and all of those things. But I think how that has fed into the rest of my life is just the fact that I can wake up and be like, okay, here's a goal that we need to get to or here's what we need to do and here are the steps we need to do to get there. And I just keep at it, right? And I think the gym and physical activities are isolated enough where it's just you and you versus like, oh, you need to wait for somebody to approve this or you need to wait for someone to give you the opportunity to do this. It's really just you and you. And I think mastering your body in that sort of way, that's what it's been for me. The fact Mm. that, you know, this is my body and I can make my body do certain things. And if I feel like I can't, I can get on a journey towards doing that and actually see progress. And that sense of control feeds into any part of my life because now I'm thinking about things at work and I'm like, well, you set a target at the gym and you hit it. Like you're tracking your progress at the gym and you're doing well. What's this other thing that is trying to stand in your way? That sort of thing. So there's also a mental side to it that um, has sort of like been a benefit for me. Mm, mm. Thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, Toby, that's, that's like 200K, by the way. You're not messing around. <laughs> 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 Flip it egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know we were in a call with Lance Armstrong? <laughs> yeah. No, that's that, yeah. that's profound though. Honestly, that that's that that's kind of it, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's um for me, fitness has kind of not just like changed my life, you know, in like a, a few kind of superficial kind of ways. It's for me, it's re- I mean, it's really shaped my life. Mm. Um. You know, it's kind of being part of gyms and gym culture and communities and et cetera has, has really led me really to where I am today. I mean, if it wasn't for doing powerlifting in 
like in an undergrad, then I wouldn't have had been afforded the opportunity to work with the GB Paralympic powerlifting team as a coach. Mm. You know, like if I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't have been, you know, going to where I live right now and like having all the friends that I have right now, etc. Like, and more than that as well. I mean, as so says, like it's it's that mindset of it, it kind of it grounds you. And I think that the the gym and, and not just the gym, you know, but like but, but fitness and, and, and exercise in general is really a, a, an excellent analogy for just everything in life, really. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and I know that's kind of like quite. That was going to be my answer, <laughs> to be honest. That's my answer. It's, yeah. That's it. You know, it's, at the end of the day, I mean, it is, it is a bit romanticized, you know, because mm. like to be like, oh, you know, like if I, if I, you know, do this program, then my squat's going to go from 100 to 140. Mm. You know, it's not the same as like, well, if I work these hours, then my, my pay is going to go from 22K <laughs> to 140K, you know, mm. like it's not going to go like that. But like yeah. it, it, it is at the end of the day of like, if you actually just work at something, put your heart and soul into it, then like it can really help you. And, and, and I guess like the gym's good as well and, and fitness in general, because to actually make those those changes in terms of physicality it, it takes time mm. it takes it takes effort it takes consistency it takes a lot of really generalizable skills and, and experiences you know, yeah, yeah there's transferable yeah. kind of skills and and i think that at the end of the day you know if, if you see somebody who's actually like really quite good at a certain sport or like really shows like dedication to their health and fitness and like something with the gym etc for example yeah, it really shows something about their character almost. Mm. And and for me, I mean, the biggest reason, I mean, going back to like other things I said before, like why I got into the gym really is because growing up, like, as I say, I mean, I was only diagnosed last year, but I had ADHD. I didn't know about it, but like it was one of the only times where I could be fully, fully present mm. in that moment. And when I was in the gym, I'm like, this is my, like, this is my solace. This is, you know, mm. like my moment where it's just me and it gave me that mental clarity. It was almost like a meditation whilst mm. I was there. And, and, and that really, you know, for me, that's changed my life. Like that, that's mm, kind mm, of mm. helped me get to where, where I've gotten to with, with my, my other pursuits. Um, Mad. That's powerful, yeah. man. That's powerful. I think for me, I think you both have encompassed more myself than I've been. Mm. Um, I think what, what fitness at the gym taught me was interesting because my journey into the gym coincided with when I found boxing. It was about perhaps three, three, four months um, apart when I started gym. I first I started boxing, and I think my biggest lesson there was just understanding that everything that is of value, like you, you can't just what's what I'm looking for. You can't flip a switch and get what you want, and mm. and and expect what you want to last. I think what I learned was just the value in putting the work in, getting results that last, as opposed to wanting something easily and getting it easily. And, and I don't know what, I, what I'm trying to say is conveying as much, but... Like I guess anything just, worth having doesn't come easily. Doesn't come anything easily. Anything that comes easily isn't worth having. <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much that, because doing the gym and doing boxing and, and starting my PhD all in the same period... I would never have known that the struggles in my PhD year one, the only reason why I got through that was because I'd understood, some might say I'm being dramatic, but I'd understood the 
the the perils of dying on the floor of a gym and waking up again the next day to go there and doing that again and again and again and again out of your own free will no not anybody forcing you to go and then and then that that creates some kind of physical to mental connection that you don't even know is forging but it's just forging together on its own and i think for me that's why ever since then i i've had this mentality of no shortcuts right i'm i'm not a shortcut guy and it makes me sound harsh sometimes mm. but i'm not a shortcut guy it's, it's not a matter of taking this taking that no there is a reason why the work is to be done and mm. i think that's one of the earlier lessons i learned because before i started the gym i'd never thought about the gym in my life before i mean mm. come i mean when i was in niger and i never thought about the gym and i had friends who used to bulk up well, but I, that just yeah. seemed like nonsense to me until I got <laughs> into it. And I thought, whoa. And then when you, when you realize what your body can do beyond what you ever imagined, that feeling is, is different. Like <clears throat> when you're hitting the bags, for example, and you're dying under only two minutes in one week, and 10 weeks later, you're, 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 hitting, you're hitting the bags for 10 rounds, and you're still going, and you're thinking, I was dying like, Two months yeah. ago, it, it's yeah, just a surreal yeah. feeling. So I yeah. think th- that's probably what I'll add to what you have said very, very eloquently. And I'll just probably wrap it up there. Um, yeah. Given that you're the gym guy, Alex, probably go. Do you just want to give us some positive gym mentality, positive gym habits <laughs> that you think... Not Sorry to put you on the spot, by the way. I know this is very, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm, I'm on the spot question. But do you have any habits that translate into healthy masculinity or healthy living? that you practice at the gym or probably just towards your gym life that you think you can share with us on this call? Goodness gracious. Put me on the spot, why don't you? <laughs> uh, nah, I think honestly, at the end of the day, it's, I mean, it's all like super like cliche stuff, isn't it? You know, I'm not trying to like reinvent any wheels here, but it's, it's just a case of just get in there, you know, just, just do what you can really. I mean, if, if, if I'm thinking about like the advice that I'm trying to give to like my like 65 or like say like 75 year old patients who have got like severe knee osteoarthritis, but like they're kind of like cracking on with stuff and they're actually doing pretty well. And, and they're like, well, what can I do to just like take this to the next level? You know, it's like, I just say to them, like, just do what you can, mm-hmm. you know, get training, get doing something that pushes you, that challenges you. And, and just little bits like day by day it really doesn't have to be that you're pushing for like new pbs all the time and that you <laughs> kind of like create this like negative mindset mm. not necessarily negative but like it can become negative wherein realizing that at some point you're not going to keep hitting your pbs <laughs> like week by week <laughs> like it does, <laughs> it does taper off a bit like but just do what you can you know and, and actually like take stock of that and, and actually even if you've not necessarily beaten some PB on some session or whatever, just being like, you know what? Like, at least I got in there and I did something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And that's not even me trying to be like toxic positivity at all because that exists and that yeah, is yeah. also very, very harmful. But like, mm-hmm. it, you should be, you know, you should be proud of yourself because it, it's difficult to do. And even on those days when you really don't feel like doing it, actually just getting in there, doing a bit, that's, that's okay. Just do yeah. what you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Toby, how about like, you from your cycling world? Any uh, <laughs> any gems to drop? Honestly, like it's the same. It's the same thing. Like this this PB thing he just mentioned. Like that that um, t- it took me a while to get out of that funk because you know when when you first start, 
like hitting PBs is great because you're getting fitter and then you then hit that play too and you're like, ah, I just rode today, spent two hours and like, so I, I use the app called Strava and it tells you at the end of the ride, you can show you either gold stars, silver stars or bronze stars to see how well you did on your segments. And every time I finish a ride and it's just empty, I'm like, ah, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I think, you know, traveling and being away from cycling and having to build back my you know, physicality and fitness. I think I've learned to, I'm now learning to take that more as wins, right? To, you know, be sure that, okay, I went cycling today. Even if I didn't hit a PB, the fact is I just, you know, I, I think it. of things, yeah, yeah. I, I think of yeah. things cumulatively as well. I think sometimes when you're doing activities, you forget about the cumulative effects of things, right? So you think you almost always have to hit those highs and celebrations. But the fact is showing up consistently also yeah. builds yeah. up. Like yeah. you're still adding to the same buckets. Just because you didn't add like, you know, a lot to the buckets today doesn't mean you didn't add at all. So for me, that's been good. And, you know, I, I set internal PBs for myself, right? If I, if, I, if I go away from the gym for like two weeks or a month, I just set the PBs as half of what they were before. Let's start from there, right? And so I think I still get those mini wins, um, you know, in between. And again, it stacks up. So I think that's the only thing I'll add in the sense that, you know, like you said, just showing up counts. Um, and if you think of the fact that these things are cumulative, right? You don't wake up a new person and all the effort you put in yesterday isn't point. Like there's still a point to that effort. So that's kind of like what I would say. That's, I've, I've really, I've got to jump in on that again because that's <laughs> like, Toby, that's, yeah, literally that's massive because I think that and it's kind of getting away from like body dysmorphia almost more into kind of like this like performance, like mm. dysmorphia. I don't know what the word would be for it. Probably mm. as a word. You know, but it, we're in, you know, particularly within my realms and kind of like in, in powerlifting. And I'm sure that it's the same in like most sports, for example, that, you know, you attribute so much identity to actually what it is that you're doing to this pursuit. And that then that if you're not matching that or beating that, that then you've suffered an insult to your own identity. Mm. And then you get that identity crisis type thing that comes with it. It's why, you know, I mean, I, as a physio, I'm dealing with people that have like injuries, you know, and they're having. Mm in some way, shape or form, basically some form of body dysmorphia, but in terms of the performance, for example, where they're like, well, I can't do squats at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like shit, you know, and like it comes with complications, etc. But realizing that, as you say, Toby, like it, it, it's cumulative, you know, mm-hmm. and like at the end of the day as well, it, it's never, ever too late. Mm-hmm. And everything also contributes towards that kind of end goal, you know, mm, like mm, for, mm, for me, for example, mm. like I, you know, go through like peaks and troughs of being different, like body weights, et cetera. And I'm kind of still like, would like to be, you know, this like Adonis type figure, like super lean and like <laughs> jacked and like really strong, you know, like I just not got the genes for that anyway. And I really, really <laughs> like crisps. So I'm never going to be that guy, but like at the end of the day, if you're hitting the gym, like doing a little bit here and there, you, you're contributing towards that, that end goal, whatever it is. And then all it might take is just a little bit of discipline to kind of help get yourself there, but it has to come for the right reasons, mm. you know, and, and that, yeah, it, it is all cumulative. You know, it doesn't have to be everything all at once yeah. and PBs every time. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> The gold stars in Strava flipped here. <laughs> <laughs> Those things, man. The gamification of things, man. Downtime. Like, bruv, bruv. Get me off uh, that thing. 
Um, yeah. I've got work colleagues that have, that have convinced me to join Strava now so that I can run like like they run and uh, yeah, and then they can we can compare stuff because they want to get they want me to get into running, and <laughs> I'm not a big fan of running. Uh, yeah. It was probably one of the worst things that I and I, I did when I was boxed, and I hated running so much. I just find it boring. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this has obviously been an incredible conversation. I, as usual with these topics, we tend to explore on the podcast. You can never explore everything in 90 minutes. Mm. Um, we do try. And Alex has definitely helped tremendously in us trying to explore this. I mm. think it's a starting point conversation. And I really like that you also started by talking about how you shared that post on Instagram and you got so many replies because it makes me think this was also perhaps worthy to do it. Because um, mm-hmm. hopefully everyone listening can connect to it somehow, male or female, doesn't matter. Um, Alex, thank you so much. I hope you had a good time. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the time has flown by already. But <laughs> before you go, um, if anyone wants to find you online, look at your work, what you do, just want to share your socials, etc., with everybody. Yes, yeah, no, thank you. Um, Alex, A L E C. I mean, Wale, you've been saying Alex, bro. I'm about to fight you, man. <laughs> no, no, I have been saying Alex, but I think my mic carries the. I promise you, I've ever seen Alec. Like, because uh, honestly, I've it, grown up with it. It's fine. It, it is quite a, of a uh, tongue uh, remnant thing. But, but, I, but no, I promise you, is. I was conscious about Alec. I promise. Yeah, no. A L E C, my last name, uh, dot Houston, H E W Stone um, on Instagram. Like I don't know, coaching slash lifting slash physio slash memes slash <laughs> food Instagram. Yeah. I even know what it is. I don't know what it is. By the way, I love your videos. By the way, I like the yeah, they're ambience mad, they're, of them. Yeah, they're super. They need are to get ridiculously you on our crazy. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I think you told me what you use. I think you said you use Adobe one time, but they are incredible videos I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that because you're here I mean, I've told you that before like a yeah. year, year ago no, so, I noticed yeah, it no I, no so yeah, I noticed that as well I was like these are, incredible. are they have an ambience to them an man. ambience like an to aura. them like, like, like don't 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 mess don't it don't that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah 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 aura like, aura, an aura yes to, yeah bro bro no bro. I appreciate that guys it's Thank proper you. no it's to proper. be fair that's yeah but that's what I kind of want to do I mean I guess like this isn't related to what we spoke about, but I mean, in terms of like the the physio world and like the like the health kind of the healthcare world, etc. It's there's there's a lot of like really quite sterile content mm. out there, you know. Like I mean, like I'm not going to insult any anybody's like different types of posts and stuff because there's a lot of really good stuff out there. But there's a lot of like carousel posts, a lot of like things to read, etc. You know, I've 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 been really lucky. I mean, I've had like some good compliments from some physios, etc., and saying like, "Oh, the content's like it looks quite cool." I mean, I'm I'm really, really the only thing I can say I'm I'm only just starting. Like, I'm really am like I, I want to continue down this route, like because health promotion and stuff is super important. And I think that taking it from more of a modern mindset of things being a bit like aesthetic and like stuff, because that's like, I'm, I'm a creative at the end of the day as well, really. So mm. like, mm. but no, I appreciate that a lot. Thank and you. I love that. Like, love that. I, I feel, I'm, I'm blushing a bit. I don't think I'm a bit red right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely share your stuff. Hi there. And we're quite sure that the podcast landscape on your device is massive. And yet you found us and you chose to indulge in our long-form, complex, sense-making dialogues. And for that, we applaud you, 
more importantly, we say a big, massive thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, if it made you smile, think, debate, or even disagree, please show some support. You can do that in five simple ways. Number one, give us a great rating and review and subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Number two, leave a comment, let us hear you, but more importantly, let our community hear you as well. Number three, share this episode with somebody new, somebody you thought about when you were listening, someone you think would enjoy it. Number four, if you're active on social media, connect, connect, connect. It's yellowpeelpod on Instagram slash threads and yellowpeel underscore pod on Twitter. Five, and finally, you can join our Patreon community down link below. Once again, thank you for taking Yellow Peel with us today. It's Wally, your co-host. Next to me is Toby. And we wish you the very best in the coming hours, days, weeks, and months. But we'll see you again soon. Till next time, peace and love, people. Peace and love.